As iron sharpens iron, darling, so it is one woman sharpen another. Welcome to the Woman Ride Podcast, hosted by Anainan Otterwell and Cynthia Lyon, building strong women of color, the cultivation of the mindset. Hey, everybody. I am your beautiful co-host, Anainan Otterwell. Thank you guys for joining us today on this episode. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please do check them out because they are still available. So today I am with my beautiful co-host in Lyon as usual, but we are also joined by another special guest and her name is Matabu. She is a young lady who's running two successful businesses and we are pleased that she'll be sharing with us everything that we need to know about business today. So if anyone or if you guys would like to follow Matabu on Instagram, her personal Instagram handle is at inet underscore patwa, at inet underscore patwa. And for her nail business is at nails by underscore inet. And for her makeup business is um, at makeup by underscore inet. I hope you guys will enjoy our lovely conversation. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much, Matabo, for honoring the invites. I'm so excited to actually be sharing this platform with you today. We both are excited, like Anaino and around myself. We're excited to be like asking you a few questions, getting to know how you basically juggle law school and side hustles. So we're really pleased and honored to have you here. Thank you so much for honoring the invites again. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. So the first question that I want to ask you is, how do you juggle? Actually, no, I think that one will come later. I want to first ask, um, how did this idea come about? Like, actually, both ideas, like the makeup as well as uh, doing nails. And I also started, I recently um, saw on your post that you now have like your own brand for lashes yes. touched by nails. Mm. Yeah, so basically how did everything start? Like what was the first baby and where did it come from? Njani, like Okay, um, my first baby is actually the nails business. And... It started this way. My first time experience of doing nails, having them done by another nail technician was so horrible <laughs> that I hated nails afterwards. I hated them completely. So when I was at home and bored during school holidays, I was watching videos on YouTube and I noticed that it's actually easy to do nails. That's how I started. I watched videos and then I started doing my own nails and my cousins. And when I noticed that they were doing well I was doing a great job that's how I was like no I can actually do this and start a business with it so when I started doing nails I made enough money to venture into makeup because most of my clients would always ask me if I also do makeup and I'd say no they'd be disappointed so when I saw the need I was like let me just go and study to do makeup and yeah that's how I started with both of them and eyelashes they just came afterwards Okay, so when it comes to the eyelashes, right, I already mentioned that I realized that you have your own brand now, which is called Touch by Inette. So how did that come about? Why did you decide on making it your own brand, like, instead of, like, letting people buy eyelashes wherever they buy them? Like, where did that come from? And do you have, like, a specific supplier where you get eyelashes? Basically, 
the whole eyelash and you having your own brand with it, where does that come from? Okay, with the eyelashes, it's so hard getting good quality eyelashes out there. Like, you can go from one shop to the next and still not find proper ones. And when I was doing training, Annalisa would always laugh at me. She's my instructor, my makeup instructor. She'd always laugh at my eyelashes saying that they look so fake because they were shiny. And we don't like shiny eyelashes as makeup artists. So I ended up having to look for different suppliers until I found one who actually does the branding for me. She delivers, she does everything. And then I just sell my own brand. She charges me for everything, like um, making the eyelashes and then branding them and packaging them for me. And then she also delivers. That's how simple it is. Uh, with the nail business, because obviously you've already mentioned that with uh, the makeup, you actually got funding from the nail one. And then obviously with the eyelashes, I'm thinking that you got money to do that from the makeup and the nail business. But I yes. want to know where you actually got the funds for the nail business. Did you like budget or you were buying the materials bit by bit when you get your allowance, you buy where or how did you get funding to actually start with the nail business with the nail business it was one of those random things that just happened so the funding i didn't really have to stress much about it because i am that person who loves to save money i'm always saving so when i decided to start my nail business i already had funds available so i first bought enough stock for me to practice with and then when I decided that, no, I want to start a business, I actually went to my parents and asked for a loan. Did you pay So them? I got the loan. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. Like, I got a loan and told them that I'll pay it after six months because I needed enough stock for me to go back to school with because I normally leave for like three to six months. So I paid back the money, I think, within four months. Mm. I did pay them back. You can ask them. <laughs> We will. I'll contact them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is actually so impressive that you you didn't even just ask that, okay, mom, yeah. dad, it was a matter of, can you please loan me the money? Like, and I will pay it back. And you got into mm. that uh, agreement with them. And also, I, I also see good. There was also confidence in yourself because, I mean, you believe that this was actually going to bring in money and you'd be able to actually pay them back. Yes. The thing is, when I was practicing, I first showed them, I was like, guys, okay, not guys, mom and dad, please, can you look at this? This is what I've been doing for the past few weeks. I've been practicing how to do nails and this is the product. I believe that I can turn this into a business. I have enough money to start, but I don't have enough money to last me a long period my stock won't be enough and it will be put me under financial strains so if you guys can give me a loan i promise to pay it back but then there was a condition to that loan i asked them not to charge me interest because i'm a student and i was just starting <laughs> business and they agreed okay mm. yeah that's that's impressive actually <laughs> I, I no you need to know your you... parents and be smart about this yeah yeah that you were smart about it and also like you didn't just go and be like hey can i please get funding for mm. one two three but you don't have anything to show them you actually show them you see i've been practicing you see that you like they actually can see where their money is going mm. yes they can see 
person can actually she knows how to do nails she's actually practicing she's devoted they can see that you're determined to make this work mm. so it's easier for them to then also be like okay you know what we're gonna trust you we see where the money is going and we can see what you actually doing nails properly yeah. because i mean what if you're not doing it well i mean then they'll be like i i think practice like a bit mm. more before mm. we can actually you the money you know yeah. yeah parents are so hard to please like you can't just go to them and ask them for money they need to see something something to show that no we are not wasting but then we are investing in my child's skill yeah i think it's not only with parents yeah. even with the other investors i think that's the tip that i'm getting from this that if you want someone to invest in something they should see that you are passionate about it and they are actually meeting yes. halfway. They're not starting with you from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been operating all these businesses? Um, it's been three years and a few months doing nails and then makeup. I started doing it last year around, when was it? I could say... Maybe October. I'm not sure when I went to training. October or November. Somewhere there. No, before that. Was it October? Yeah. Yeah. Around October. And then I started taking clients in December. And then with the eyelashes, I started selling them end of um, January this year. Okay, so what uh, significant challenges have you encountered, like in the nail um, business as well as eyelashes or makeup industry? Like what challenges have you encountered that were really significant that you'd actually want to share? That have taught you great lessons as well. There's actually two major challenges that I could say I face or have faced in the past and on a daily basis. The first one, it's actually the issue of patience. As a nail technician or anybody who's actually rendering a service, you need to be patient with your clients. Because if you're not really patient, you end up dying at a young age due to frustration. Like your clients will come to you, they will make an appointment and fail to pitch or even bother to tell you that they won't be able to make it. And you'll find that you've already cleared your schedule and made time for that person. So when the person decides that no, I'm not going to go to that appointment that I already made. It's actually frustrating because you've cleared your time. It shows that the person doesn't value your time. But then if you are patient enough to understand that, no, maybe this person, there was an emergency that they needed to attend to, or there's something that prevented them from communicating with you, then you'll actually be more understanding. Mm. There's, there's lack of communication between most service providers and their clients so patience and that communication it needs to be top-notch you need to work on it as a person offering a service and then the other challenge that I could say that I'm faced with and have personally experienced is health issues with the makeup I haven't really experienced many challenges so when I say health issues it relates mostly to the nail business because we are exposed to so many chemicals which are not actually Mm. good for our health. I, for one, was hospitalized last year in March, if I remember correctly, and I was admitted for days due to exposure to chemicals and it actually triggered an allergy which I didn't know I have 
and it also infected my lungs. So as a nail technician, if you know that you are working with um, all these chemicals, you must work on your health and protect yourself. Since I started doing nails, I used to wear my face mask, hand gloves. I'd work in a well-ventilated area, but then still I was exposed to such health risk. It's important to actually look out for your health and your body posture. Yo? Is that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I say too much? I was, no, I mean, like, I was not expecting um the whole part of you got hospitalized. Like, I was yeah. shocked. I thought that I once mentioned it, that I was admitted because of these things. Like, the chemicals, the exposure, they cause infections in your lungs. They cause, like, underlying health issues that you didn't know. Because the thing is, I know um, when, for example, like I started practicing doing my own nails yeah. because I was like, you know what, I want to learn. Because I also like the same thing with you. I actually realized that this is not actually difficult. Yeah. So then I would do my own and I would do my mom's. Mm. But then I stopped because naturally I just have long, strong nails. So I don't really like having artificial nails. Yeah. So then I'd be like, okay, I'll do it on my mom only. But then the... What is, I think it's the the liquid, the acrylic liquid. Yes, the monomer. It's so strong. Yeah. It is so strong. And I was even wondering, like, I, the thought actually came that, is this even healthy? Like, what it's about not. those people who actually work with these things every day? Because that smell is really, really strong. Mm. Yeah, I actually know it. Like, with me, so what I, affected me the most was the monomer and the acetone. Because inhaling mm. it every day, it causes an infection in your lungs. Except for the infections, let's say you didn't know that you have asthma, it triggers it. Or you didn't know that you have sinuses, it triggers all those underlying health issues. So if you know that your immune system is actually weak, it can cause a great, a bigger, sorry, a bigger threat to your health. Mm. I actually know a lady who moved from doing those acrylic nails to gel. Yeah, even me too. I moved from doing acrylic nails, the liquid method, to doing the dipping method, which doesn't involve the monomer. I do acrylic, but then I don't use a brush or monomer. Now I just use gels to do my acrylic. It's another method that's available. Okay, so ever since you started with that method, like, could you say that things have been better? Yes. They have because, okay, my sinuses are under control. They don't get triggered anymore. I don't get blocked. I can sleep properly at night and I'm not inhaling anything that's um, harmful to my health. Because now the thing is, you see how you do gel nails. That's how we do the acrylic. But then now we're just using the powder. We are just pouring it or dipping it on the nail. The only chemical that you are exposed to now is the acetone. And it's not every client that comes in and says, I want to do removal. Most of them, they actually remove their own nails. So now the health risks are less when I'm using this method. But for another person, you'll find that working with monomer, it doesn't do anything to their health. So it's actually fine. They continue with it. And in South Africa, it's so hard to get the odorless monomer. Yo, it's a struggle. Mm. I actually didn't know there was an odorless one. There is one, but then it's difficult to use because if you're going to buy the odorless monomer, you have to buy odorless, not odorless, sorry. Yeah, you have to buy odorless um, acrylic powders. And those acrylic powders are also hard, hard to find and more expensive. 
like they charge double the original price for those products mm. and you can't use the normal acrylic powder with the odorless monomer because it won't become strong it will stay wet for like hours and you can't have a client for 10 hours <laughs> True. So for someone that's doing law, I mean, this is, what can I say? It's so demanding. It demands most of yes, your it time. Is. It is. You need to, like, stay for hours in the library. How do you actually manage uh, being a student and, jug- I mean, juggling it with business as well? How do you manage your time when it comes to that? This thing, it's all about planning your day, planning your week planning how you want things to go with me my schoolwork always comes first my books are my number one priority everything else comes afterwards so whenever I'm doing my assessments I don't take in any clients at all unless I feel like okay now I need to refresh my mind I need a change of scenario that's when that's another sorry change of environment and stuff like that what I do is I'll take in maybe one client to refresh but then on a daily basis if I'm not doing assessments I will plan to say in a day I only take three clients and then from those three I will um, allocate maybe in between an hour or in the evening three hours to writing notes and preparing for my assessments which are going to take place next month so it's all about dividing my time having enough time to do my clients having enough time to study having enough time to rest okay so would you say you've now mastered this whole time management thing with regards to like juggling law school and your businesses yes i have because despite doing the businesses and studying I also mentor students so I feel like if I was under too much pressure and couldn't handle my time I wouldn't have time to mentor other students so instead Mm. I can actually manage my time and divide it amongst everything hence why I'm saying that it's important to know when it's time to do what and it's important to communicate with the clients telling them that no at this moment I'm not taking in any clients reason being I'm focusing on my schoolwork if I feel like my notes are behind I don't take clients even if I'm not writing I will first update my books and make sure that I'm up to date with my schoolwork and then once I'm up to date I know that even if I take clients the whole day in the evening I'm not writing notes I'm just going to be revising so it's less pressure on me okay so you know what I love about all of this yes is that um First of all, the flexible hours, like everything is just so flexible because you get to like shift things around and basically fit your schedule. But also one thing that I'm learning the most is that people need to, not only is time management important, but people need to know and set their priorities straight. Mm. Like you need to know what's on the top of the priority list and whatever else you're doing must not now take the first spot. Like, what's number one must stay number one. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Because problem... I feel like when people, yeah, no, it's when fine. people start with businesses, like it happens, like side hustles, it happens that now your number one, which was varsity, is no longer number one because now everything else now gets in the way. But in a way, you let it get in the way. So mm-hmm. I'm learning something that if it's a side hustle, let it stay a side hustle. 
and number one must stay number one yes, unless you now decide to switch it up and you're like you know what now i'm moving into like for example let's say you now want to open your own beauty parlor like you you're leaving school now that's when now your number two is now number one but in this case like you basically what i'm learning is that just make sure you have your priorities straight mm. yeah Um, so how bad did the, um, let me say lockdown or COVID, how bad did it, did it affect your business last year or this year? It was really bad, I must say. It was really bad. Even this year, because I haven't been working. The last time I did nails, okay, not myself, but then like took in a client. It was last year, November. Like, you can't take the same number of clients as you used to because now there's a lot of risk involved. So you just take that one client and then that's it for the day or for the week. Because most people are now scared to come and do their nails. In as much as us nail technicians have been following health protocols since day one, we've been sanitizing even without the corona and the lockdown. People still have that thing. You see, what if... Um, I might catch corona there since this person is dealing with different people on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like, people mm-hmm. are scared to come to us for our service. And I'm also scared to take in clients. Mm. So our finances have been affected a lot, I won't lie. Like, maybe in the past, you used to have clients on a daily basis. Now, ah, it's not the same. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, so are you mobile based or location based? Do you all do you do you go for house calls or what? I can say that I am location based, but then there's an exception to it. I am mobile only if I know the person that I'm going to, but then I must know the person personally to say that I have a good relationship with that person or my parents must know that person for my safety because I'm still young. I'm a girl going to different clients' places and stuff like that. It's not safe. So the only time I'm mobile, it's when my parents ask me to go to the person and they only ask me if there's a valid reason. For example, the person is pregnant or my client is not feeling well or my client is having an event such as a wedding, for example, they can't come to me. I must go to them. But then the condition is that my parents must drive me to that person and my parents are also going to fetch me. Okay. okay. Yes. And then you mentioned that you are basically usually location-based. Where? Okay, when I'm at home, I am located at Gamakuku Phase 1. But then at the moment, I relocated. So I do go to Gamakuku, but then at the moment, I'm located at Tony Creek, which is right next to Ilanga Mall. And then when I'm at school at Turflop, I am located behind shop right in between gate two and gate three. Okay, so do you ever get to a point where you feel overwhelmed by everything, by law school, by um, the side hustles you have, where you feel like, you know what, I want to drop one of them, or, you know, it's just been easy, like, you don't feel that way? No, I do feel the pressure. I do feel like leaving out something every now and then, or even dropping out Then what motivates you? (laughs) What motivates you to keep going then? 
it has to be money and my clients. Those are the two things that motivate me the most. Okay, how do your clients motivate you to keep going? With my clients, every time I feel like, no, it's time for me to stop doing nails, you'll find that my clients will send me countless messages wanting to make appointments. And every time they want to make appointments, it just gives me that push to say, my tab or your service is a need. And most of the time, it's not my regular customers, but then it will be someone who was referred to by another client of mine. And then when those people text me every day saying, we want to do nails, we want to do nails, we want to make an appointment, I feel motivated not to give up because it shows that, okay, I'm doing something right and people actually appreciate my work. Because sometimes I'll tell them that, no, I'm taking a break because I just need to rest i need to refresh they'll be like matawa please come back please come back we are waiting for you our hands need your touch so yeah my clients it has to be them now that you've said that is that where touch by inet came from like where did that name come from okay <laughs> it's actually weird but then my original name before i mixed makeup with um nails it was Nails by Inet. That's it. So when I started doing makeup, my boyfriend suggested that, okay, you are always touching people. You are always giving people your magic touch. So he was like, you should call your brand Touch by Inet because whenever people come, you touch them and they don't leave the same way. So it became Touch by Inet. Also, basically, oh. like the, the Touch by Inet is the umbrella name for everything. For everything, yes. Oh, okay. Okay, guys. So we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Matabo Inet Patwa, for sharing so much with us and for being comfortable. Because at the beginning, she was telling us she was nervous, but clearly you can see Uzi, she broke out of that shell because she really shared so much with us um, about her personal goals, about how she does things, time management, her priorities, how she started the nail business, um, and branching out to makeup and now basically having her own brand for lashes or basically brand for everything because it's umbrella touch by Inet is umbrella for everything. And I do believe in you. I do hope that we're going to see much more from you, but it's really impressive to already see how you are growing so much, especially since that I, I follow you and your accounts on Instagram. I see how you're really growing and you're really good at your work. Like you're good at makeup, you're good at nails. Like, so I'm really excited to see what more you're going to achieve. And you're doing all of these things while juggling a law degree. I mean, a full-time law degree. I mean, what? That is a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm proud of you and I believe in you. And I think that you're going to do great and amazing. And yeah, I, I'm expecting to see much more from you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So now, what advice would you give um, to other university students um, who would like to start a, a side hustle? Because you know the struggle is real when you're in university and yeah. you want to be able to buy like extra stuff or buy clothes or in in but chaleta, it's not there. So then you think of, Ish, I want to do something on the side that's going to like at least make money for me, you know even for like groceries or something, because for other people, it's really, really rough. So what advice would you give those who are considering studying a side hustle while juggling their studies? My advice would be that 
as a person, you should know how to manage your time properly. Always plan. Don't just say, no, I'm taking clients because I need the money. Yes, you may need the money and you may want to start the business right there and then, but then you must always know how to plan your schedule properly because some people, they can't work under too much pressure. And then another thing that I would say is that once the person has started their business, they should know how to treat their customers right. Because our business, it grows through word of mouth. So one happy customer, it's a guaranteed three new customers. So make sure that you treat them well and then you deliver a good quality service. Otherwise, I'd always recommend that students, specifically students who are in varsity, to have a side hustle or a side business which brings them extra income so that they don't have to depend on their parents at all times. They don't have to depend on their partners, such as their boyfriend or girlfriend, for money. That way, it will teach you independence, time management, and different skills which you can actually use one day when you are older. So, yeah, that's what I could say to others. Hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for that advice. Thank you so much for basically sharing so much with us today. Thank you, ladies, for Mm -hmm. having me today. You guys are two awesome hosts, and you guys made me feel welcome. I had a great time. I enjoyed every moment of this interview. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was so cool that you honored the invite as well. Thank you, guys. So one thing that I also took out from what uh, Matabo said, which is actually very important because I was actually talking to this um, with someone a few days ago where I was actually saying lately I've been intentionally pouring into myself a lot and like giving myself a lot of attention, taking myself out, basically just, you know, living life to the full. So there's something that Matabo said that I kind of linked to that, which was like, there's a time for like working and having your clients but there's a time to rest and I think some so many times people leave out that time of rest Mm. like you're trying to juggle everything at once yeah the outcher on Instagram or social media telling you that yeah we sleep three hours we're always hustling working blah, blah 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 they're trying to promote that kind of way that way of living basically but then now they make it seem like if you get a bit of rest in you're not hustling hard enough, Mm. you know? Mm. But rest is supposed to be part of the hustle because you need to be able to deliver good services, right? So you can't do that if you're tired and you're lazy, you didn't get enough sleep, all that fatigue, you won't even be able to study anymore. So I I really like that just pouring into yourself and understanding that, you know what, I'm not okay, I'm tired, I need rest. And giving yourself that rest. You're like, no, I, I can't take any clients today. Yes, that's Chankura out of the door. But understanding that you need to also take care of your yourself mm. in the process. So I really like that. That's so true. Yeah. And another thing that I actually um, realized from Matawa's story was that um, as long as you have the time to do something and you're passionate about it and you prioritize your schedule properly, you can do as many things as you want. Like, he, I mean, Matabu is actually running three businesses. Nala, she's busy with school. So you can tell Ore, she's uh, a very disciplined person. So I just mm-hmm. like that about her. And 
if there's someone who's doing business and thinking that it's not possible to actually venture into other things, I guess Matawa should um, actually make you realize that it's possible. Yeah. would like to thank everyone that is continuously supporting us and we are so grateful for the positive feedback that we get from you guys so please feel free to send us a dm on instagram at women underscore right at women underscore right sharing your insights or comments about our episodes and also if you'd like to become a guest on one of our episodes tackling a topic of your choice that is in line with our vision and our mission please feel free to send us a dm as well thank you guys for tuning in and we can wait to have you on our next next one.